By the time we understand the truth it is too late, the damage has been done. For Libyans, they have to face their sad fate. Falling under heavily funded Western propaganda of lies turning Gaddafi into a dictator and requiring to be ousted in order for Libyans to be liberated, Gaddafi was killed while U.S. president and heads of armed forces watched. Hillary Clinton who was vice president at the time laughed at his death we came, we saw, he died. October 20, 2011 Gaddafi was killed. To comprehend the tragedy that befell Libya and Libyans, it is important that people understand what Libya was like under Gaddafi and what Libya turned out to be after U.S. NATO delivered democracy to them. The liberation Libyans looked forward to after demise of Gaddafi never came. Libyans now realize, that Libyans were only promised lies to overthrow the U.S. NATO's biggest obstacle, Gaddafi. Libyans were given a bogus deal Libya is a lost nation and Libyans have nowhere and no one to turn to. Is this the fate of Sri Lanka too? The Arab Spring is over and is Asian Spring starting off with Sri Lanka? https colon slash slash www.theguardian.com slash world slash 2011 slash April slash 20 slash Libya rebels as military equipment non-lethal Libya rebels get U.S. aid. https colon slash slash www.bbc.com slash news slash world Africa 139557511 France airdrops arms to rebels. HTTPS colon slash slash www.agiltalk.org slash does SC resolution 1973 permit coalition military support for the Libyan rebels slash dash is what US NATO doing legal while UN watches? Greater than how the UN failed Libya? HTTPS colon slash slash www.turtworld.com slash opinion slash after seven envoys in nine years is the unfailing Libya 42745. UN failed Libya. We came, we saw, he died, Hillary Clinton. How Gaddafi was killed. It is ironical that the same political pundits who portrayed Libyans living under an iron fist of Gaddafi today, give accounts of the deteriorating state of affairs in Libya now. In many ways, these people are also responsible for fooling Libyans into thinking they were in store for a superficial life that pro-West media and their commentators were promising. How many countries are not guilty of committing human rights violations to be preaching to other countries? How many countries are not only guilty of human rights violations in their own countries, but committing greater human rights violations in other countries? U.S. and NATO, please take the stand. Those that accuse Gaddafi of being a cruel dictator may like to explain why he would ratify international human rights legislations, treaties and conventions. United Nations Covenant on Civil and Political Rights United Nations Covenant on Economic, Social and Cultural Rights Convention on the Elimination of All Forms of Discrimination Against Women African Convention on Human and People's Rights Convention on the Rights of the Child Convention Against Torture and Other Cruel, Inhuman or Degrading Treatment or Punishment International Convention on the Elimination of All Forms of Racial Discrimination Nationally, two Qaddafi enacted numerous laws First Declaration of the Great Al-Fateh Revolution 1st of September 1969 Declaration of the Institution of the People's Power on 2nd of March 1977 The Great Green Charter of Human Rights of the Jamahiriya Era, State of the Masses, the Charterer, enacted in June 1988 Promotion of Freedom Act was enacted in 1991 
Qaddafi awarded a prize for human rights and a Qaddafi International Prize for Human Rights annually for persons or organizations believed by an international committee to be a champion of human rights for that year. Some of the winners of the prize are Nelson Mandela, Louis Farrakhan, Fidel Castro, and Hugo Chavez. Ironically the UN-backed transitional government is not providing any women or children's rights. While there are enough critics to denounce Gaddafi and his record of human rights, not too many are desiring to say that the liberation that U.S. NATO promised Libyans has become far worse. Libya never had al-Qaeda or other terrorist groups, today it is the hotbed for terrorism. Libya never had armed groups controlling entire towns and cities, today Libyans are dictated by armed non-Libyans. Libya that decried Gaddafi dictatorial rule are today stuck in arbitrary detentions without any windows, clean toilets, bedsheets or medical care. Libya that complained they had enough of a dictator are today riddled with no governance, no law and order, economic collapse, a country that was the richest in North Africa under Gaddafi. With Gaddafi killed, a transitional authority was created. Notice the use of this term for Sri Lanka as well. After Gaddafi's fall Libya came under the National Transitional Council formed in 2011. UN drafted a Libyan political agreement in 2015 creating a unity government, same created in Sri Lanka called Yahapalana. Since 2011 US NATO and UN have been toying with the Libyan military, disarming them, demobilizing them, reintegrating them, these are all clues for Sri Lanka to watch out for. Insecurity prevailed in Libya after 2011, the growing Western influence in Sri Lanka is doing same. Same objective different modus operandi being rolled out. Libya saw a major increase in criminal networks, human smuggling, smuggling drugs, illicit goods, kidnappings etc. evolve in Libya post-2011. With a ferry and uncalled for security risk initiative Sri Lanka is likely to witness same. Where there is no law and order or security framework a country is a heaven for all types of vultures. It is obvious today, that the reason for Gaddafi to be ousted was oil and his efforts to trade in gold instead of currency. U.S. President in 2016 declared Libya was a mistake looking at the chaos in Libya. But Obama did not apologize for confiscating $30 billion from Libya's central bank in August 2011, money Gaddafi had set aside to establish the African Central Bank. All signs for Sri Lanka. Obama also criticized UK David Cameroon and French President Sarkozy. Cameroon has been a major critic of Sri Lanka and quite a sympathizer of LTTE. The bogus propaganda spread across the world about Gaddafi, carefully admitted that he provided education and health care free to all Libyans, $50,000 were given to newlyweds to buy their first home, while little or no propaganda is given to the ancient irrigation marvels in Sri Lanka, a lot is spoken about the man-made river project by Gaddafi. Unlike Sri Lanka, Libya did not have debts. What is the point is now saying Muammar will stay in our hearts forever or Qaddafi was no dictator, for Libyans to say we had security under Qaddafi, says a lot about the plotters who promised to deliver democracy. It only now has dawned on Libyans that Qaddafi was hated because he was one of the few world leaders who had plucked to stand up to US, UK, France and UN. US helped draft Libya's new constitution, that has proved a failure too. Libyans stormed its parliament and set fire to it. UN has failed Libya, US-UK-EU has failed Libya and now transitional Western prop Libyans have failed Libya. The situation has uncanny similarities to what is unfolding in Sri Lanka, Libyan demonstrators vow to continue protests against political elites of all parties and demanding that they all resign, 
This haunts the calls for 225 plus 1 to resign in Sri Lanka, security forces protecting parliament withdrew from sight, another uncanny observation to make. Many believe these are backed once more by Western covert players. In both situations, there are mischief makers making merry out of people's sufferings. Most often, the suffering is also created to enable the outcome which is also orchestrated by the same players. People are being manipulated without their knowing. If Gaddafi was removed to grab Libya's oil, what are the reasons for the West UN interest in Sri Lanka? Time Sri Lankans put their thinking caps before it's too late. Leaving aside the situation unfolding in Libya, the Sri Lankan situation is exasperating for in spite of so much of hardships that the general public is undergoing politicians of all colors and the elites that benefit from them are having a whale of a time oblivious and uncaring about the suffering or desiring to even do anything about it except point fingers at each other in parliament and score brownie points to have it telecast on TV and then join each other for tea, probably laughing at the general public for being so gullible. Sri Lankan politicians will sooner than later realize they cannot fool the missus forever, while the other coterie of camouflaged so-called civil society players also backed by the same forces that manipulate politicians and possibly waiting in line to take over realm, are unlikely to deliver anything better and are only part of a bogus transitional hoodwinking. Chanelli D. Wadouche.